Hello there. This is John Kramer live for the Facebook Book Marketing Q&A live. And again, uh, if you want to uh, join in, uh, you know, with questions, write questions and comments below. Write questions and comments below. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to start with a few questions that people have already asked, they sent in ahead of time. One was a very simple one. It was, uh, what would you suggest I do to market this book? And it was one book written by a woman who's written three other novels, and now this is a, a fourth novel. Apparently none of the novels have sold very well. So basically what she needs to do is start selling some of the old ones or give them away because uh, she's not selling them anyway, so why not uh, sell them at a very low price, like 99 cents on Amazon? I think most of them are like 2.99 or 3.99, and possibly even give away uh, one or two of those uh, older novels to encourage people to read the new novel. That's what I would do. The other thing is, it's pretty obvious to me that with the author not having sold a lot of copies of the previous novels, that she hasn't done much work to actually create a relationship with other people, to create a relationship with other authors, uh, other readers, people that love the kind of books that she writes. And um, she needs to do that if she hopes to sell the books. You know, it's one thing to put a book up onto uh, Kindle, which she's done in all four cases, and hope people discover it. But reality is, with millions of books being published nowadays every year on Kindle, you need to help get that discovery going. And one way you do it is through your friendships, your relationships with readers, with uh, website owners and bloggers that love the, the kind of books you write, and of course, with other writers that write books like yours, and you should be promoting each other's books. This author, I believe, probably has a very low uh, online uh, presence. Um, I'm just going to check and see what her Alexa ranking is for her website. Um, and welcome those of you who have found the live event here. Uh, so her Alexa ranking is zero. Uh, she has no backlinks, nothing. So she's created no relationships at all. Uh, so she has nobody sending traffic to her website. Nothing's been happening. And I don't know how long the website's been up. But uh, she has to start creating some relationships because her books are 5 or 10 million rank on Amazon, which means that Amazon's never going to showcase her, uh, her books until she does stuff to drive traffic to Amazon to get people to buy her books. She, she can't expect discovery to happen on its own. You have to make discovery happen. Um, <clears throat> again, uh, write questions in comments if you have one. Um, and they should show up here, but so far I don't see any, so I'm not sure. But okay, another question that came up, this is from another uh, reader, newsletter reader who said, uh, what format of ebook should I send to reviewers or as free gifts to friends? 
Well, I would start with the PDF because that's the easiest to create if you're using uh, most uh, book creation programs like Word or uh, you know some of the fancier formatting ones. It's easy, generally speaking, to create a PDF. And so that's what I would send in the beginning. But I would always say, hey, you know, I do, you know, if the PDF doesn't work for you, I can also send it to you as a Kindle ebook or as an EPUB ebook. Um, so those are the uh, things that I would potentially offer for them to give them the maximum choice in terms of what they would want. So I might send the PDF, but again, you don't ever send a PDF to media without asking ahead of time if they want it. Because I guarantee you what happens when I get an unsolicited PDF and I don't know the person, I'm going to delete that. I'm not going to open the PDF because of security concerns. Uh, I wouldn't open uh, a Kindle ebook. I wouldn't open uh, an EPUB either uh, without you first asking me, can I send you my, uh, you know, a PDF version of my ebook so that you can see it and maybe you will want to review it. Maybe you'll want to uh, write about it, blah, blah, blah. If you're a consulting client of mine, if I know you and you send me something, I will open it. Generally speaking, unless I think your email has been spammed in some way and, uh, you know, it's getting uh, junk sent through your email. That rarely happens. I've seen it like three times in 20 years being online, but I have seen it. Uh, but generally speaking, if I'm getting something from somebody I know, and again, it doesn't have to be somebody I've met. It could be somebody that follows me on Facebook or follows me on Twitter and interacts with me and comments on something or, uh, you know, and so on. So I recognize their name and I go, oh, okay, they're sending me something. I will open it because you have established a relationship with me. It's a small relationship. You know, I mean, if you comment on my Facebook post or you share them or you give it a heart or something like that, you know, that's one thing. Um, but I tend to watch the interaction that goes on. And so I tend to recognize the names of the people that are interacting with my social networks. And so I'm much more likely to open something from you because you have already established a relationship with me. Now, another question that came in is that uh, uh, Nook on Barnes & Noble, apparently in their content policy, prohibits inclusion of the following information in any book that they will distribute. Contact information for the author or the publisher, including website, hyperlinks of any kind, including email addresses. And to me, that's insane. I think that what's going on there, I would, I can't even send them a thousand and one ways to market your books without having that because I would have to delete well, probably three to 400 links in the book. So Barnes & Noble wouldn't get me because I wouldn't do that. But the chances are they, they state that as a formal policy, but they don't mean it in the sense that they will not distribute you if you have it in there. Uh, what they don't want is those over-promotional Kindle eBooks that have you know, link after link after link to buy something else from this person, buy something else, you know, sign up for this, sign up for that, and all that kind of stuff, because that that junkifies uh, books. And 
but if it's useful information, for example, uh, this woman plans, you know, normal copyright page information. You have the publisher's address. You have your website. That's just standard book information. Barnes & Noble can't possibly be prohibiting that. I just don't see that as happening at all. And also because uh, she also has a resource section with emails and websites to help the reader. And because the content is designed to help a reader, I can't see Barnes & Noble saying, no, we won't distribute this book. I don't know. I haven't looked into uh, Barnes & Noble's, uh, you know, quite, you know, things to say, you know, uh, what, uh, you know, what their policy is. But, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't do that. I think they do that in their content policy just to eliminate that kind of Kindle fluff that happens all, way too often with Kindle, where the ebook is just full of, uh, you know, promotional links and buy this and buy that. And, you know, you'll lose weight if you buy this special program on, uh, you know, another website and things like that. Um, that's what I suspect, but I, I don't know for sure. Then the third question that this person asked is, uh, when you're submitting a nonfiction book for distribution, is it better to turn digital right management, uh, DRM, on or off to protect the content uh, or to help the reader? Me, I always keep it off because I figure if some people are going to steal my work, they're going to find a way to steal it no matter what digital right management uh, stuff is there. And, you know, you, you find there are websites that feature people's books all the time. You know, it, it's, it's sort of sad, but the reality is it's a very, very small portion of people that will try to steal your book or give it away to somebody else. And I'd much rather make it really easy for people who buy my book to be able to read it without going through, you know, what's my password? Uh, what email did I use when I bought this book, et cetera, et cetera which is what typical digital rights management software does. And I certainly wouldn't want to do that uh, and make people face that kind of thing. Now, I don't know. I'm going to just check over at Facebook and see if anybody's writing any questions. Um, okay, I don't see it right here right now. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see what this shows. Oh, it looks like there might have been a couple comments here. Okay, we did get a couple comments. Now, they were supposed to. I'm using BeLive.TV to run this, and uh, the comments are supposed to come in live, but uh, for some reason they're not. So I'm looking at them on Facebook. Um, Ronald has asked a question. What about effective marketing on Amazon for both print and Kindle books? Oh. No, this is from a previous one. Oh, well. Uh, I guess I'll answer some of these. <laughs> uh, and, and I did answer it to some extent uh, in the previous one. But in terms of effective marketing on Amazon for both print and Kindle, uh, the best promotion you can do, there's two things you can do. You can encourage your friends 
to write positive reviews on your book page and uh, or buyers, people that have bought from you directly. And it never hurts to even put it in the front of your book uh, for the Kindle version, especially saying, hey, you know, I'm sure you're going to love this book. And when you get done reading it, could you please leave a comment on uh, the, you know, on Amazon so other people can benefit from the same book you're benefiting from right now. Something like that in your book. Ask them for a review. A second thing you can do uh, within that context is when you ask for the review, you say, when you send me your review on Amazon, you know, and, and alert me that you reviewed me on Amazon, I will send you a free special report, uh, chart, graphic, uh, video, audio, whatever you want to offer them as a bonus for giving you a good review on Amazon. And again, you could you could even say it doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be honest. And, you know, to me, that's fine. Uh, I love an honest review over a good review any day because an honest review is going to be better than a good review. <laughs> we can think of it as good review and honest, better review. Uh, and in my experience, that's generally speaking the case. So I'd rather have an honest review than a good review. The th a third thing that you can actually do on Amazon is you can buy ads now on Amazon to, uh, you know, advertise your book on other people's book pages. And you can actually uh, pick some of the criteria that uh, you would use, keywords and things like that, so that your book would show up on the pages of, uh, uh, related authors. So let's say that you did something, a book like Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Well, one of your keyword terms might be Men Are From Mars. Another one might be Women Are From Venus. And other ones might be Relationship Help, uh, Love and Relationships, you know, other kinds of keywords like that. So that people looking for Men Are From Mars will likely also be interested in your book. And Amazon will showcase your book on those other pages if your book starts to sell. Now, Amazon isn't going to showcase your book, sorry, my nose itched there, isn't going to showcase your book if it's not selling. Uh, they won't even accept your ad in that case probably. Uh, or if they do accept it, they'll tell you, look, we're not putting it anywhere because the book doesn't sell when we have uh, put it up. Uh, if you want to pay us more, maybe we'll do something more. So, you know, you can check it out. I think it's at advertising.amazon.com or something like that. Uh, I, I believe I mentioned it in one of the previous ones that I did. The most important thing you can do, though, for your book on Amazon is promote it off of Amazon. Not only on your website, in your social networks, but ask other people to help promote your book on their social networks, on their uh, uh, blogs, on their websites, on their YouTube videos, uh, on their podcasts, anything like that, where you get an opportunity to be interviewed. I mean, I think the best author promotion out there, bar none, I think, is being interviewed in, in a Skype interview, a Google Hangout, a Facebook Live, a uh, uh, YouTube video, a podcast, anything like that. Interviews can make a lot of difference in the sale of your book because they actually get to hear you 
interact with people. And at the same time, they get a chance to, uh, you know, they trust the person that's interviewing you. So if somebody has a podcast and people are listening to it on a regular basis, when that person says, hey, you know, John has a great book, you should buy it. Some of the people are going to take that as enough of a certification of this is a book worth buying that they will go out and buy it, even though they don't you know, know that much about you, don't know much about your book. But because their friend, the person they follow, uh, said go out and buy it, that's good enough for a lot of people to go out and buy a book. I've done it many times when somebody said, hey, you should really read this book. You should buy this book. When a friend tells me that or somebody that I respect tells me that, uh, I'm going to pay attention to it. So if I'm listening to a podcast, looking at a video and somebody's saying something like that, I'm going to pay attention to it. Um, now, another person said, uh, what, are, what are the pros and cons of having video clips embedded in a book? And quite honestly, I don't know if there are any specific uh, pros and cons. In most cases, you really can't. You can embed it the URL and then send people to, you know, to watch the video. Um, there is uh, a relatively new Kindle version, multimedia Kindle ebook version that you can do that uh, actually allows you to uh, add video or audio into your book so that somebody can play it uh, within the Kindle ebook uh, and play the video, play the audio, and so on. I think, yes, that's valuable. The, the main drawback to that is that it makes the book more expensive for Amazon to deliver. So that Kindle ebook version with multimedia in it, actually, uh, and if you're selling it for the same price as the Kindle ebook without multimedia, you will actually make less money with the multimedia ebook unless you charge more for it because uh, it's going to cost Amazon more to deliver it because it takes more bandwidth. And they charge, basically, they'll tell you how much they'll charge. And at some point uh, in the next, uh, maybe in the next newsletter I do, I'll, I'll actually write about that program and how you can get that program. So if you want to do multimedia and Kindle eBooks, you can do that. Um, you can also, of course, embed uh, video and audio into PDF. But again, it makes the file bigger. It makes it uh, more expensive for you to ship if you're shipping it or more expensive for somebody else to ship it if they're shipping it. Um, and I believe you can do the same with some EPUB versions. I'm not sure with which versions. Uh, I haven't checked that out yet. Um, so the main disadvantage is, is that it, it costs a little bit more for delivery. The main advantage is, is, is a person stays inside your book to watch the video or listen to the audio. So they can continue, if they want to, reading the book as they listen to the audio uh, or listen to the video as they continue to read the book. Now, I don't necessarily recommend people read like that, but I've done it on occasion, and it certainly works okay if, if that's what you want. Uh, the other thing, though, is it does increase the value of your book when you have video and audio within the book. Um, and it makes more people uh, aware of it. And, hey, I think I finally got my first question live here. Uh, somebody finally figured out how to comment and send me a question. 
So what's the best way to give your book for free on Kindle for a limited time? Should I give away for one weekend or a whole week? That's actually not the right question to ask. The question is, who do you have promoting the book and what kind of time limit do they want on it? Because if you're the only person promoting your giveaway, you're going to find that it's, it's empty. But if you're buying uh, some, you know, $10, $25 advertising space and some of these free uh, websites, and uh, if you actually go to uh, my website at bookmarketingbestsellers.com, I'm going to type the link into here so that you can see it. I list uh, 223 uh, websites and Facebook pages that uh, uh, you can uh, – you, where you can either get a reveal or buy space. And I think it'll show up that, yeah. Uh, but it's not going to stay there for very long. So I'm going to write it again so you have a chance. But if you go to bookmarketingbestsellers.com, it's right over there on the uh, uh, right side uh, uh, menu. Um, well, say 223. I keep adding them. It started off as, as like 45 websites, and now it's up to 223 websites where you can offer your book for free or for a limited time. So your, the answer to your question, I would tend to do it one day at a time or two days at a time so that I can, you know, as I pick up more promotional partners or find other ebook sites, uh, giveaway sites that I can promote my book on, uh, that will give me, you know, increased uh, exposure. Um, and one that Greg asks is KDROI uh, effective tool. I have heard that some people say it is. Uh, so you could certainly try it. And there are some others that are pretty effective in, in that listing that I uh, shared with you. I'll share it again. Um, I do give some comments and some of them that people have said are, are most effective. And so you may find that uh, that's a, uh, you know, a valuable way to, uh, you know, uh, get um, exposure for your free ebook. But better yet, besides all these websites, is your friends and any JV partners you have and anybody that loves you who will share your giveaway on that day, if you can arrange for them on that day or two days or, or a week if you want. But I would I would tend to do two days at a time for several reasons. One is if you spread it out over five days, you don't get the same impact on Amazon in ter terms of credit for the books that are sold in a, in a small space of time. So I would tend to do one day or two days at max and then do another promotion because you can give away uh, through the Kindle uh, Select program, you can give away your book five days out of 90 days or the first 90 days. So I would spread it out a little bit. I would probably do two, one, two, something like that. Two days, one day, two days. Again, depending on the partners that I have. Now, the whole purpose of a giveaway is to get additional visibility on Amazon and increase the possibility that people will talk about your book, will actually read the book, and then tell other people about it. Now, the disadvantage of a giveaway is that 
I can quite honestly say that I've picked up a lot of free Kindle ebooks, and I've only read two of them. So you didn't get any word of mouth from me because I never got around to reading them. Um, I, that's one reason why it's better if you, you know, if somebody's paying 99 cents for it. So let's say that you have a book that you normally charge $7.99 for on Kindle. Well, you could lower the price to 99 cents and offer that special discounted price, just as I did uh, recently taking my 1,001 Ways to Market Your Books Real World Edition, uh, which I normally sell even in the Kindle version at $27.95. It's now uh, for on sale at $7.95. $7.95, I think, or $7.97 on Amazon Kindle, and it will be for at least another day or two. So go right now and get it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's one way you can promote a book. Um, and still, you know, most people think of 99 cents as being basically free. Um, you know, so, you know, I'm happy with that. Uh, somebody else asked, well, what do you think about Kindle? Uh, countdown deals in Kindle Unlimited. Uh, I haven't tested it yet, and I haven't heard of anybody who's tested it. Uh, so if you do test it, Lynn, let me know, because, uh, uh, you know, I'm always interested in real-world experience, what's worked for people. Uh, I'd much rather know that than, uh, you know, something that somebody just claims to be the truth, but they don't have any real-world experience, experience with it. Uh, so again, if you want to ask a question, you can ask in the comments below. Um, I said I'd go on for about 45 minutes, and the reason I said 45 minutes is that seems to be the limit for uh, BeLive.TV interacting with Facebook Live. So that's why uh, the last time I did a Q&A session, it just stopped at 45 minutes or 46 minutes. So I figure there must be a limit. Uh, so that's why I said it. Uh, okay, I have a romance reader page here on Facebook. Uh, my readers respond well to the countdown deals. Well, great. Uh, then um, what do I think of them? I think great. Because uh, that means that people are, you know, are buying because uh, there's a deal. and. Uh, Lynn, if you could give me some number numbers in terms of that, that would be great uh, to find out, and I'd love to share it with other people. Uh, so if you have a romance uh, novel, Lynn Jordan is somebody you want to know on Facebook because she has a romance reader page. Um, so you can check it out, and uh, maybe, she, uh, maybe she'll say something. <laughs> And she just said it's that ticking clock, and I think it's my ticking clock. Uh, but we still got uh, at least 15 minutes uh, of live for anybody who wants to ask a question yet or make a comment. That's fine. Um, this is something I'd like to do on a regular basis if people like it. And, and right now I don't know enough. <coughs> Excuse me. Because, uh, you know, like right now it's telling me that six people are watching. And I don't know if that's just, uh, oh, the ticking clock on the countdown page is what makes people respond because it's going tick, 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 tick. Um, 
So anyway, uh, I'm not sure whether or not I want to do Facebook Live if I'm getting six people uh, when I'm mailing it to 38,000 people. Um, and I think to some extent that's because people haven't really figured out how to do Facebook Live except they stumble into it sometimes. Um, I mean, stumble into listening to somebody else's Facebook Live. Um, so it's possible that I might switch to doing more Q&A uh, via uh, audio uh, podcast. Uh, that's fun to do, and I enjoy doing it, and it's uh, a fairly easy thing to do. Um, I do will uh, put this Facebook Live video into audio as well and post it to my website. Uh, but it will also, of course, be on Facebook for people who want to see it there. But I will be sharing this video on my uh, bookmarketingbestsellers.com website as well uh, as part of my podcast series. And this is just a longer audio pet. Uh, oh, Greg has a question. Do Facebook ads work? Um, everybody that's used them effectively tells me it does. <laughs> I haven't actually used them yet, um, and that's just because I haven't gotten around to. I think it's very effective from the people that I've seen use it. And I see a lot of people advertising over and over again on it, so I know it's working for them. You have to be, I would say, bid low to start, and if you're not getting any response, if you're not getting uh, the, the action that you want to have happen, uh, then you decide, do I raise, the, raise it and get more people coming or what? If you pay more for the ad, Facebook will send it to more people. Um, but you have to make sure that it's going to pay off for you. And that's the neat thing about Facebook ads as well as Google ads is that you can limit your spend every day. So you can say, I won't spend more than $5 a day and, and I'll test it for 10 or 20 days and see what happens. Um, and then you'll just decide what you're going to pay for the ad itself, you know, to get it in front of people. But what you want to do and what you have to test in doing Facebook ads is what is the message and graphic you use to get people to click through on that Facebook ad to uh, get to where you, you, you know, you get them to a page, uh, either a book sales page, uh, an information page, a sign up page, something like that. Um, and then you have to, you know, you have to check through to the full follow through. So, because I'm not going to spend ads anywhere if it doesn't pay off. And the neat thing about Facebook ads and, and Google ads is you can limit your ad spend, test it out, see if it's working, uh, manipulate it, rewrite it, use a different graphic, send them to a different landing page, uh, get them to like you on Facebook or versus something else, whatever it might be. You know, you can test different things to see which ad works best. And you can do multiple ads at the same time. So you can be testing multiple different wordings and multiple um, uh, graphic images, multiple landing pages, anything like that to see what's most effective or if anything is. Now, quite honestly, <clears throat> Most writers are not good ad writers. You know, you can write a great book and not be somebody who can write a great ad. And if the ad doesn't sell people on clicking through, then, you know, 
that ad hasn't worked for you. And if it <clears throat> if they do click through and they don't buy, uh, sign up, uh, get download the free report, whatever it is, you ask the action you're asking them to do, then again, it's not working uh, for you. And let's say that they sign up for your newsletter and they, you know, they don't buy from you uh, ever again. You know, they're just sort of on your list and that's it. Um, those people aren't necessarily the best people to have on your list. Right now, I have something like 38,000 people on my email list, but there's only about 2,000 of them that are really active. The rest of the people, I'm not sure why they're on the list other than to get the original free report on Facebook. And uh, I'm going to have to change my what I give away because the Facebook report was written about three or four years ago before uh, a lot of things changed on Facebook. So, I, you know, I really need to make changes in that report or give away something else. Um, but, you know, people joined my list, 38,000 people, but, you know, not that many have bought from me based on that list and my emails that go out. And, you know, I'm curious about that. And it would be interesting. And maybe at some point I need to survey people to say, what do you want in my newsletter? Um, you know, I mean, I'm almost to the point of going, well, I'm not going to give away anything free anymore. I'm just going to advertise things, you know, something like that. Um, it's kind of frustrating when you, you know, I've been giving away good free content for, gosh, 15 years through email newsletters by now. And, you know, I do get sales from it, but, you know, it's not like people are knocking on my door to buy from me based on what goes in my newsletter. Um, and that's kind of sad. And I don't know if that's because I sold them on the newsletter in a funny way or if it's because, you know, people don't want to buy anything, you know, and, and that's fine. I, I don't mind if people don't want to buy things. That's perfectly uh, their right, you know. And um, I, every author needs to have a newsletter and then decide how they want to use that newsletter to encourage people to buy and read their books. Uh, because that's the primary purpose that you have for a newsletter is you're hoping people at some point will buy your next book and so on. Now, it's amazing that I have 38,000 readers and, uh, you know, I've sold, you know, 500 copies of the new edition of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, Real World Edition. And I'm going, but there are, they've got to be mainly authors and publishers who have signed up from my list. Why aren't the other 37,500 stampeding through my doorway to get my book? And now some people, I know, I understand, they already have a previous edition and they say, well, you know, I'll wait for the digital world edition to come out because that's going to be all about online marketing and mobile marketing and social media. And that's what I really want to know. And to some extent, I understand that. And that's why I'm, you know, feverishly working on that. Um, because, you know, that's coming up. I'm just checking the time, so make sure that we still have time. Now, next week I am doing, I am uh, going to be promoting two webinars. Uh, 
Uh, one is on uh, uh, the program that Daniel Hall and I are doing called The Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books Masterclass. And there's some really good new content in that masterclass. And we're going to be promoting it next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, in a live webinar. And then on Thursday, uh, John Rhodes is uh, going to present a webinar on his uh, K Profits program, a Kindle Profits program. And uh, from what he told me about it, it sounds like a really interesting program that I think a lot of you would be interested in. That's why I'm doing it. Now, I might make some money on it, but, you know, I only share things, uh, links to things that you might want to buy that I think you might want to buy because they're good in some way. Um, and they might fill your needs absolutely and perfectly fine. So that's why they go in my newsletter, even though my newsletter is not, you know, I know quite a few Internet marketers that, you know, they send out an email every day and it's all about uh, some new program something new to buy something here you know over and over and over again i don't like doing that i'd rather give you some good content and then let you know about things i think are worthwhile buying um but again i don't expect all thirty-eight thousand people to go get a thousand one ways to market your books masterclass or all thirty-eight thousand to go and get uh, john rhodes uh, kindle profits program uh, it would be nice. I mean, I could retire then, but you know, it's not likely to happen because I think as even as most direct marketers would tell you, uh, a one to two percent response is actually a pretty good response on a direct mail letter. Um, so even if you get that much, it, you know, you you feel happy. And in, in the thirty thousand, and and quite honestly. A direct mail printed letter sent through the first class mail might get somewhere between two and five percent response, but an email promotion will get probably one percent of that, um, or or ten percent of that. You know, somewhere between one and ten percent. So, uh, and that's been the kinds of experiences that people have reported to me for the most part is that. You can expect it if you're mailing to, like in my case, 38,000 people, that um, if you're selling, you know, a program, you might get anywhere from one to 30 people buying, but probably not more than that, um, except if it's really something that's just knocking on people's doors and it's something that people say, wow, I've got to have this. And... Um, you know, that's sort of what Daniel and I are trying to create with the 1,001 Ways to Market Your Books Masterclass. But, you know, this is the first time we're going to be presenting it as a live webinar, so it'll be interesting to see what we come up with, you know, um, in terms of promoting that. Because, we'll, again, it, that's next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and that'll be via a webinar, and I'll let you know in the email newsletter. And then again, Thursday at 8 uh, for John Rhodes' uh, Kindle Profits program. He's got some really interesting stuff there, and I think you'll benefit from just listening in on either one of the webinars, even if you don't buy the programs. Because I, I think any good sales program 
uh, has good information offered up front. You don't hide it away. You give away a lot of good content. If you've ever watched Jeff Walker promote his product launch formula, you'll see that he shares three really useful, incredibly detailed uh, videos before he goes to the sales pitch and says, hey, buy my $2,000 product or whatever it is. <clears throat> I love just watching his promotional videos and I get stuff out of it every time I watch it, even though they're fairly the same uh, over the past three or four years. I still get value from it and it reminds me of things that I need to do and should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I haven't bought his program yet. I have sold it to other people because uh, I know people have bought it and used it and, and had it be incredibly effective for them. Uh, so, you know, that to me is a gold mine. Even if only one or two people will benefit from something, I'm still going to let people know about it um, because that's what I do. <laughs> uh, is there anybody that still has a question? Again, you can, uh, let's see, I'm going to try to write this down if I can get to it. I can. There we go. Uh, ask a question by commenting below. I, I sort of like using B Live. Um, I'm not always clear on everything that it does and how it works, but the neat thing is I can do it from my computer so I can be, you know, doing some of the things. And I can even actually share my screen if I ever did a Q&A where I wanted to be able to share the screen. But you tend, you have to make the choice. Uh, do I share my screen? Do I let the people see my beautiful face? Or do I, you know, do something? Well, those are the two main options. Um, and then, you know, you have to decide how you want to present. Um, when uh, Daniel and I do our webinars, we tend to use uh, a screen sharing because we're, we're doing, uh, doing the presentation from a, um, what is that program called? <laughs> PowerPoint, uh, PowerPoint slides. And uh, it's because of the PowerPoint slides that, you know, you can give a lot more detail. I like doing the Facebook Live where it's me um, because I, I hopefully that's uh, making you feel more comfortable with me. Maybe you want to share things with me. Um, maybe it, you know it's more interactive, things like that. Uh, um, she doesn't see a way to sign up for notifications on Be Live. Um, you can always sign up. All of my Facebook Live promotions that I do are done through my Facebook page at uh, book.marketing.bestsellers. Facebook.com uh, slash book.marketing.bestsellers. So if you sign up uh, to follow that page, you'll get the notifications. Again, I'm also trying to email before I do a B Live, uh, you know, Facebook Live event to give people an opportunity. Now we're coming up on the 45 minutes, so we may just get kicked off at some point. Uh, actually, why don't we officially end and that way it'll be very clean kickoff. Uh, tomorrow at uh, 6.30 in the morning, uh, at <clears throat> mountain time, 
I'm celebrating New Year's with my friend uh, and client, Leo Coster, in Australia because it will be midnight in Australia, his time, when it's 6.30 a.m. my time. So I'm going to be getting up early tomorrow and coming here to do a Be Live event. Um, and again, uh, oh, and I shared you where you needed to follow Leo Coster's page uh, in order to be notified. But maybe I'll tomorrow, right beforehand, I will uh, do it and uh, <clears throat> something in the book marketing success saying, go here to follow, you know, to join in on the celebration. And uh, it's really fun uh, working uh, uh, with Louis Acosta. I, I think I said Leo, but it's Louis. Um, he's a doctor. He was. Uh, Doctors Without Borders for many years, and now he's in Australia uh, working in a gold mining camp uh, when he's not at home. Um, and he's he's doing a, this wonderful thing called the Talking Diary. And it's really interesting because he's exploring how thoughts arise and how to follow them through their arising in a sense. And it's just inspiring to watch his thought process. So I've been really enjoying working with him. But uh, we're going to do a, a New Year's celebration. And if you join in, you can ask questions because uh, I think you can ask questions. I'm pretty sure you can ask questions. And uh, both Louie and I will be uh, doing what's called a, in BeLive.TV a face-to-face. -face. So you'll see both of us lovely smiling faces uh, celebrating New Year's and hoping to celebrate it with you. Um, in this case, almost 18 hours early uh, because it'll be 6.30 mountain time in the morning, uh, 8.30 in, in New York, but it'll be midnight in Australia. So I hope to see some of you there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, please show up and I have another one. And again, you can send questions ahead of time. And I like having a few questions ahead of time because that way I have something to talk about Otherwise, I talk about what I want to talk about, but uh, I'd rather talk about the things that you're really concerned about. So thanks for coming and see you next time.